Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of MG on the Mic. This week, I'm going to be recapping the most recent set of NWSL Challenge Cup games. I'm going to be talking about the standings right now heading into the final week of Challenge Cup games. I'm going to be talking about the two FA Cup semifinals in um, England. I'll touch on the CONCACAF Women's W Championship groups because the draw was pretty recently. I will be touching on the NCAA Women's Gymnastics National Championship. And I'll also be talking a little bit about WNBA training camp. So I hope you enjoy this episode and keep listening. So, the first game of this weekend, or of, I guess I should say, this set of Challenge Cup games, was actually last Thursday night, and that was O.L. Reign versus San Diego Wave. O.L. Reign is arguably one of the top two teams in the NWSL at the moment, the other team being the Washington Spirit, and... Obviously, San Diego Wave is an expansion team. It's one of the two California expansion teams. So, it was no surprise, I feel like, to the general population that OL Reign won 3-1. But, all of the goals in this game were scored in the first 25 minutes of the game. And, OL Reign set the record of the fastest team to score three goals, and it took them to the first 11 minutes of the game to score all their goals. Nikki Stanton scored in the second minute, and she's been in the NWSL for quite a while, and this is her first goal. She, This is also her first year in OL Reign, or playing for OL Reign, and she played for Chicago Red Stars last year, but she was traded in the offseason. Bethany Bosser scored in the eighth minute, Bethany Bosser is one of those players that are kind of on the bubble for the national team, and she's a striker, so her position, she's competing against, like, Katarina Macario, Alex Morgan, Ashley Hatch, so it's a stacked position, but I feel like even with these first couple of Challenge Cup games, you can definitely see the improvement that Bethany Bosser has had, and... I feel like she is definitely making her case to be called up again. Then Sam Hyatt scored in the 11th minute, and her goal, it was honestly kind of a mess. Um, It was like ping-ponging around the box from a corner kick, and she stuck her foot out there, and then she chipped the goalkeeper. Sam Hyatt's a defender, so it was really fun to see her score. And then Alex Morgan scored in the 24th minute. I feel like Alex Morgan and Kristen Press didn't play this weekend, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But I feel like both of them are making strong cases about why they should be called up to the World Cup qualifiers, to the camp. And to be, especially in my opinion, Kristen Press, to be the mentoring presence in that forward line. The next game was the Kansas City Current versus the Houston Dash. Kansas City won this game 2-1. Kristen Hamilton scored in the fourth minute for 
Casey Current. And then Shea Groom scored in the 59th minute for the Houston Dash. And then Victoria Pickett scored the game winner in the 80th minute for the KC Current. In this game, there was a moment between Elizabeth Ball and Shea Groom where Shea Groom, on the replay, it looked like she essentially put Elizabeth Ball in the headlock and took her to the ground. But Elizabeth Ball was the one that was given the yellow card. And it was really confusing to a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram as to why Elizabeth Ball got the yellow card. And Shea Groom is a notorious rough player. So she... I don't really know how to describe it, but everybody knows that she can play rough sometimes. But everybody was confused as to why Shea Groom didn't get the card and Elizabeth Ball did. The next game was the Orlando Pride versus the North Carolina Courage. And this game, y'all remember the record I mentioned literally like two minutes ago about the OL Reign set? Well, North Carolina Courage broke it like two days later. They won 4-2, to two, and they scored three goals in the first nine minutes of the game. Megan Montefusco scored an own goal in the third minute, and what an own goal means is typically it's defenders who score them, but what this means is that you hit it into the goal that you're not supposed to, so it counts for the other team. So her own goal counted for the courage. Jaylene Daniels scored for the courage in the sixth minute, and Jaylene Daniels is a player that spurs a lot of controversy because she refused call-ups to the national team because she didn't want to wear the Pride jersey because it was during Pride Month. Um, and if you want to learn more information about her, Google it. I'm sure you can find stuff that's more in-depth than what I'm able to give you. Taylor Smith scored in the ninth minute. And then for Orlando, Darian Jenkins had a brace, and she scored in the 15th and the 56th minute. And then Dabinia sealed the victory for the Courage in the 89th minute. Racing Louisville played Chicago Red Stars, and it ended up in a 1-1 draw. Mal Pugh has been playing out of her mind lately, honestly. I heard a journalist in another podcast I was listening to essentially describe it like Mal the game looks too too easy for Malpew and I kind of have to agree but she left the game early with what I'm assuming to be a concussion because they used a concussion sub and what happened was um Racing Louisville was taking a free kick and it looked to bounce off of maybe her shoulder or her stomach or something and then smacked her right in the face so she had to be subbed out but she did provide the assist for Amanda Kowalski who scored in the seventh minute for Chicago but Amina Ekic scored for Racing Louisville off of an insane free kick and it made the game end up in a draw. The next game was Gotham FC versus Washington Spirit, and I can't remember if I've mentioned the Twitter feud in a previous podcast, but essentially, there was this whole big thing about between Trinity Rodman, or just the Washington Spirit players, 
and Ashlyn Harris, who kind of went back and forth about the turf of Segra, which the Washington Spirit play their games on sometimes. And anyways, Ashlyn Harris, her wife is Allie Krieger, and she essentially got her ankles broke. And she tweeted about it, and then it started this feud, and then it went on. So everybody was kind of excited about this game to see what would happen. Well, Washington won 3-1. to Nahomi Kawasumi scored in the fourth minute for Gotham. Ashley Sanchez scored for Washington directly off a free kick in the 24th minute. And then Trinity Rodman had a brace, and she scored in the 39th minute and the 75th minute. The next game was O.L. Reign versus Angel City. Kristen Press was unfortunately not able to play this game because... She was under COVID protocol. However, O.L. Reign did still win, but it was only 2-1. to one, And it took a last, literally last-ditch equalizer to get them the win. Bethany Bosser scored for O.L. Reign in the 34th minute. And Simone Charlie scored for Angel City in the 83rd minute. And her header was insane. Like the accuracy and the athleticism that it'd have to make that angle that she made. You should go look up her goal. It was insane. And then Olivia Vanderyot, I think is how you say her last name, scored the game winner in the 94th minute. And she, I think she was one of O.L. Reign's draft picks this year. Angel City has personally already improved to me. And this game really impressed me because... A lot of people were expecting them to get blown out, especially because they didn't have Chris and Press. And yeah, O.L. Reign had just played on Thursday, but to play a team that is as stacked as O.L. Reign was and only lose 2-1 to one in a game that I personally think should have been a draw, Angel City deserved the draw, that is an improvement to me. I can't wait to see what Angel City looks like when everybody gets healthy. The last game of the weekend was Portland Thorns versus San Diego Wave. Portland won 3-2. Sophia Smith scored for Portland in the fourth minute. Hina Sagita scored a brace for Portland. One goal in the 21st minute, one goal in the 41st minute. And then Belle Breed scored for San Diego in the 46th minute. And then Taylor Korniak scored for San Diego in the 67th minute. I was honestly was not able to watch this game, so I don't really know what else to say other than the general recap stuff. But anyways, that was all of the Challenge Cup games for this week, and there's one more set of games next week that will be really, really exciting. The reason that these games this weekend or this coming up weekend will be so exciting is because... They will determine a the rest of the lineup for the semifinals. There's only been one team to clinch their spot in the semifinals, and that was O.L. Reign. Um, so I'll just start with the West standings. Or first, I'll describe kind of how the Challenge Cup is set up. All 12 teams are split up into three different groups, which means there are four people, there are four teams in a group and you play double round robin style so it's six games in total 
and you play each team home and away. A win is worth three points, a draw is worth one point, and a tie and a loss is worth no points. Every goal that's scored against you, you go into the negatives. Every goal you score, you obviously you either add to positives or you take one of your negatives away. So the West standings are OL Rain with thirteen points. And like I said, they've clinched a semifinal appearance. Portland Thorns with 10 points. San Diego Wave with 4 points. And Angel City with 1 point. The Central Region standings are Kansas City Current with 10 points. Chicago Red Stars with 8 points. Racing Louisville with 6 points. Houston Dash with three points. And in the East, the standings are North Carolina Courage, 11 points. Washington Spirit, nine points. Gotham FC, five points. And Orlando, one point. So, essentially, the reason that these games are so interesting is because a lot of these games this weekend will decide the group. Kansas City Current and Chicago both play, and Kansas City just needs a draw or a win to go to the semifinals. Um, and if Chicago wins, the Chicago will need a win to guarantee their spot. And then North Carolina and Washington also play, and it's the same situation for them. So these games this weekend for the Challenge Cup will be ones to watch for sure. So, the next thing I'm going to be talking about are the FA Cup semifinal games over in England that happened this past weekend. The first one was West Ham United versus Manchester City. Man City won 4-1. Ellen White scored for Man City in the 22nd minute. And there's been... Ellen White is a striker, so she plays the same position Alex Morgan does. And there's been a real conversation over whether her or, like, or the younger Alessio Russo should start for their World Cup qualifiers and even their Euros. So I feel like there's real pressure for Ellen White to produce. And then Chloe Kelly scored for Man City in the 37th minute. This is her first start since she tore, I think it was her ACL last year, and I think she's only played one other game before this, so although I didn't watch this game, it that's just amazing to hear that somebody from can come back from that horrible of an injury and just seems like she didn't miss a beat. And I feel like she could be snuck into the Euro squad. Lisa Evans scored for West Ham United in the 42nd minute. And then Lauren Hemp secured the win for Man City with a brace with a goal in the 66th minute and a goal in the 91st minute. The second game was Arsenal versus Chelsea. And this is also a rivalry game. I think it's called the London Derby. And so, like, if Arsenal wins, they're like, London is red because that's Arsenal's main color. And then if Chelsea wins, it's like, 
London is blue because that's Chelsea's main color. I am personally an Arsenal fan, Arsenal fan, and I do have to admit I'm kind of a bandwagon fan. So if one of my favorite players is playing on the team, I'm most likely going to be a fan of that team. So Tobin Heath is one of my favorite players, so I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, Gero Wrighton scored in the 50 minute, 50th minute for Chelsea. G scored in the 61st minute. There's been a lo- so Chelsea won two to. 2-0 or 2-0 to zero. but what I want to talk about with Arsenal is the recent discussions about people leaving specifically Jordan Nobbs Jordan Nobbs is a midfielder she's regularly called into the England national team her minutes have been slacking for both club and country And a lot of people are upset because I'm pretty sure she's spent her whole career at Arsenal. She's had over 200, maybe 250, a lot of appearances. This is her childhood club. A lot of people aren't happy with how much playing time she's been getting. But I've heard from a journalist that works, not works, that has an Arsenal podcast. They basically said that... Um, they didn't know if she was in Jonas Idaval, who is the manager at Arsenal, if she was in his future plans. And the same thing goes for Tobin Heath. So he basically said that he didn't know if the contract would be extended to them to play next season for Arsenal. If... Jordan Nobbs doesn't get a contract extension. I could see her going to the NWSL. I'm not sure, though. I can definitely see Tobin going to the NWSL because I feel like she would be more likely to come back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with both of those players this summer. The next thing I'm going to talk about is the groups of the CONCACAF Women's W Championship. The way that this was formatted, I mentioned in the last episode about how the qualifiers for this tournament went. USA, the US or USA and Canada both qualified automatically because they're the top two ranked in CONCACAF. But... The draw was Monday. No, the draw was Tuesday. Or it was Monday. It was one of those days. I'm sorry. But the U.S. actually got one of the tougher groups. In their group, it is the USA, Mexico, Jamaica, and Haiti. I personally thought that three of the four teams that would qualify from CONCACAF to go to the World Cup would be the U.S., Mexico, and Jamaica. And the fact that one of them is not going to automatically qualify and have to enter a playoff is just really insane to me. Canada, I feel like, definitely got the easier group. And in their group, it's them, Costa Rica, Panama, and Trinidad and Tobago. To qualify directly to the World Cup, you have to place in the top two of your group 
And then the third place finishers of the group enter a playoff. And this tournament also serves as qualification to the Olympics. And to win that, you or, or to qualify for the Olympics, you either have to win the tournament or get second or third place. And if you get second or third, then you go to a playoff against each other. And then whoever wins gets that last CONCACAF spot for the Olympics. So I'll be very, very interested in watching this tournament. I'll also, specifically with the U.S., I know I've mentioned it, I'll be very interested to see the vets that are called in. I'm not going to take credit for this because it wasn't me who came up with this idea. I think the starting forward line for this tournament will be Mallory Pugh, Katarina Macario, and Kristen Press. And only because Sophia Smith doesn't have any major tournament experience, I do think she'll get a couple of starts. But I think that Kristen Press will start the quote-unquote more important games. So those games start July the 4th, and they'll be really fun ones to watch. The next thing that I'm going to be talking about is the NCAA Women's Gymnastics National Championship. The way that this is formatted is it's a two-day event. There are eight teams that go to nationals, but only four make it to the second day. And the second day, the first day is where individual titles are given out, and the second day is where the team title is given out. The four teams that made it to the final four or the second day of competition are Oklahoma, Florida, Utah, and Auburn. Oklahoma won with a score of 198.2, and they actually had kind of a comeback meet. They were in fourth place, or last place, after the first rotation, and I heard it said on the broadcast that they scored their lowest score of the season on floor, which is what they started on, and then they were able to bounce back. Florida got second with a score of 198.0875. So crazy, crazy close. Less than 0.12 difference. Trinity Thomas scored a perfect 10 on floor. If you have the chance, just YouTube her floor routine. Find it. It is beyond amazing and perfect. I read something somewhere where every floor routine that she has had in the postseason has been a perfect 10. Trinity Thomas also won the individual all-around national championship. And then the other two teams were Utah, and they got third with a score of 197.75. And then Auburn got fourth with a score of 197.35. The last thing that I'm going to be talking about that's sports-related is the WNBA training camp. I'm not going to talk about this a lot because it just started, but I was just going to touch on a couple of things. It is quite literally the most competitive basketball that's going to be played this year 
and nobody's getting to see it except those that are there. And it's competitive because everybody is competing for a roster spot. There are only 12 spots per team, and some of these teams have 24 in the 20s players that are playing for them in training camp. I saw on Twitter right before I started recording this podcast that Kristen Williams, who was a draftee to the Washington Mystics from UConn, she has suffered a season-ending injury to her knee, so I wish her all the best in recovering, and from the games, I was able to watch a few cons. She was probably one of the one of the best players, an underrated player, because it's hard to shine on a team that is filled with such a superstar like Paige Beckers, and I feel like she was still able to shine on that team. So that's all the information about WNBA training camp that I have at the moment, but I'll definitely update y'all whenever I get more. So like my last episode, I don't really have a lot of college stuff to talk about. I guess finals are nearing closer and closer. I'm almost done just trying to get through the final stretch. I did get my grade back on one of the tests that I had to for my plants and humans class. I got my grade in there's an A, but it's borderline A, so I need to do really good on the next test and the final. So kind of stressed about that, but I'll be fine. And then I think I mentioned my project that I have to do for my seminar class. And I decided to make a bowl, and oof. However, in the assignment description, she said it's more about the process. I've definitely been documenting the process, so hopefully that goes well. It's just, it turned out a lot smaller than I intended it to be, so hopefully I'm still able to make it a replica, because I need to make a 95 to get an A in that class. But I can do it. I believe in myself. Um, I went to a softball game last night. I'm just talking randomly. Talking to talk. I went to a soccer game. Not soccer. Softball game last night. And there's a girl on our softball team. Her name's Mia Davidson. And she's hit now 18 home runs. She's the leading home run hitter in the SEC in history. I think she's hit 88 or 89 career home runs. Anyways, she was the player that came up to the plate to walk it off. And it was like the player on our team that you'd want to be up there. And me and my friend that went to the game, it was like when she made, she was obviously going for the home run. She always hits for the home run. And... When she hit it, we said, that's gone. Like, why? We thought they're going to intentionally walk her because she's that good of a hitter. But it was really fun. I've really enjoyed going to softball games. I They play Auburn this weekend, so I'll probably go to those games as well. And I kind of a fun thing last week. 
we, my floor, my dorm, um, had a paint party, and I'm not artistic. If you know me, you know that I cannot draw. So I painted a minion because I literally Googled easy things to paint and a minion showed up. So that's what I painted. The color, they didn't have the colors I needed. So I kind of had to improvise, but I made it work. Also, if you are still listening to this point of the podcast, thank you so much. I am going to try, I've been bugging my friends, several of them, trying to get them on the podcast. So hopefully I'll start having guests on here pretty shortly. Um, I'm going to try to get one of my friends on because he's my friend at college um, before we go our separate ways because college. And I don't think I'll see him in the summer. Anyways, so that's what's next for the podcast and college. So yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of MG on the Mic. I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you come back for more. Like I said, I hope to get more guests on here soon. So hopefully that'll make it more interesting for my listeners. Um, even if there are just a few, I hope I can get my audience to grow. And I hope that y'all will recommend this podcast to people. Keep on listening. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you want to listen to my next episodes.